Hi guys, and welcome once again to the MMOs.com podcast. This is episode 39, and this is Altai, joined by... Omer. Big Gumble. Matt. Shirelia. That was the best intro we've had to the podcast, boys. <laughs> <So> smooth, fluid. <laughs> so, was it? Jump- yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was A+. And we, we got to jump right into the podcast this time, because the biggest news of the week is, without a doubt, Black Desert Online. How does everybody feel about Black Desert Online, and how much hype there is beyond it? I'm glad that I'm not hype? the only one this hyped because this this is the one game this year so far I'm actually gonna really really want to play. What is it I'm, about Black Desert Online that everyone wants to play? Is it that it represents the first next gen? What, what does that mean? Next gen? I mean, what does that mean? Right, exactly, right. But people look and they see crisp avatars like the character creation. Uh, they see crisp I don't, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. What is it about Black Desert? That makes it so special. Why is everyone sitting in our Twitch chat looking for a CBT two key compared think, to you know like uh, Blade and so? There's no lolly class either to bring people in. Oh God! This game represents like uh, <laughs> one, like you said. I don't know what next. I don't know what the word next gen means, but this is the first I think new, large scale MMORPG in a while. Because what we get here in the West is usually like um, older games. Mm-hmm. Even though Black Desert also came out earlier, but like Dragon Hunter, for example, is like was over a year old. I don't think it's ever fair to consider Dragon Ball Hunter a next-gen MMORPG. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying. Even the day it like, came X out X-Legend is literally two games ahead in Taiwan. So. But regardless, I feel like X-Legend doesn't make next-gen games. They can make some solid games, but like nothing X-Legend makes has the scale to be massive. You know? It doesn't have the scale to well, be like Blade and Soul or Terra or Black Desert Online. <laughs> a whole nother world, you know? You know what's I, funny about Black Desert I, is that people are hyped and it costs money. So, and it only costs money in the West, and I wonder if people are excited that it's not free to play because somehow you think that there's not going to be bots or as many issues. Because it's going to, it's probably be 30 bucks, right? Yeah. That's what the first package is. Um, and I, I mean, most, I've been reluctant to spend money on MMOs for a long time, and I'm actually considering paying for this one. I, I, so, I have no problem paying for this, too. I mean, considering, I, I want to admit at first, I thought. It wasn't going to do great because it was going to be the buy-to-play model where it's free to play everywhere else and people can VPN and play it elsewhere. But seeing the level of hype we've already seen, I-, I was completely wrong. It's absolutely stunning how much hype there is for Black Desert Online. Well beyond, like 10 times more than I could possibly expect. Because again... More than that. How many keys have you given away so far just on MMOs? About 800, 700? About they, six or five, something around there. They went instantly. Yeah, instantly. Yeah, I, um... Uh, I still have no idea what to think about it. I got to play the Russian version for about 30 minutes, and that was it. And, uh, yeah, I I don't know. It. I mean, it's pretty, but that's not everything. So I'm sitting there wondering how much longevity it actually has. Okay, we're going to we're gonna get MMO's lockout commitment, guys. We're going to do a Sunday Funday video for the game when it comes out. We did one already before. We're going to do another one, but after we've all played for a couple hours, too, so we get further in. So at least we, you know, we get past the beginning experience, and then we start recording. So you know, we, and then we, and then we'll see what we all think about it then. Yeah, I actually yeah, think yeah, I might stick with Black Desert. Like I played Blade and Soul, and I'm like, okay, this is fun, and I played for a couple of days, but eventually, you know, it, it kind of became lackluster for me, because mm-hmm. uh, especially since I suck at PvP. <laughs> but uh, like Black Desert, I can actually see myself sitting there and feeling the grind again. You know, especially well, since the world feels alive, which mm-hmm. is. We put up a weekly question about why are you hyped for Black Desert, but as you're going from town to town, you actually see NPC merchants walking from town to town. And that's like a small little feature, but it does make the world feel more alive, and I think that's what I'm most excited about, mm-hmm. is like but, trying to make a world feel more immersive. Like, it exists beyond just your character being the it hero. It does feel immersive, the world. The world is nice. But, but the thing is, isn't the endgame mostly PvP? 
I don't know. I heard there were issues with the end game in the Western version. Uh, like I've I've read, it's basically all PvP, and like it's really going to come down to how the combat works in PvP for me, whether or not I'm going to be able to actually play it. But is and, end game all PvP the same way Blade and Soul is, or like is is that an issue? Because Blade and Soul kind of I feel well, like Blade and Soul like, made it it's okay. Like, it's like guild versus guild and territorial, from what I've read. Okay, it's fine. But why is that well, an issue, right? Does it, everyone always forgets when MMOs come out, the end game is always shit. World yes. of Warcraft's endgame for a long time was 15 mad raids and ubers, right? At most games, endgame isn't there when the game comes out. No, Only I'm, that I'm, gets added later on. So I'm I don't not think it's an issue. I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. I'm saying it's oh. really going to come down to how the combat system works with the PvP. And if the yeah. combat system doesn't work well in PvP, then it's going to be an issue. That's fair. I'm curious to see how it's going to work. Because, again, I've, I've played a, you know, more Blade in the Soul now than Black Desert Online, obviously. So I, I, I genuinely enjoyed the combat in... Uh, playing soul, so I'm curious to see if you know at least later on, Black Desert Online gives you that same feel. And I guess we'll see. One, one more thing to touch on in Black Desert, which I thought was pretty interesting. Somebody actually compiled uh, like some data on how many pre-orders they got. So you guys, anyone want to take a guess how many pre-orders they've gotten already? How many pre-orders they've gotten? Oh, let's say these are the founder pack sales pre-orders. Hundred thousand. Hundred thousand is fine. That's a good number. Shoe and Sean. Uh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little. I'm gonna go three hundred thousand. <laughs> I'm gonna go big. Go big or go home. Three hundred thousand. Yeah. Um. Sure, you too. Three hundred thousand and one. Okay, it was. Oh it was God, actually over three hundred thousand. So Shu wins. Uh, was it? I suspect <laughs> Shu. I suspect Shu looked at the chat though, because everybody was giving giving away the answer in the in the chat. So they've already sold over three hundred thousand. Copies of the game. The cheapest version being the twenty nine ninety nine bundle. So that's that's already quite a bit of money for a Damn. game that's not out yet, and that's absolutely stunning. They sold so many copies, and I think I think one of the reasons they sold so many is because people couldn't get the beta key, so they just bought the game. And yeah, that's a good point. Because if you buy the beta key, or if you buy into it, you get your access to CBT too. So yeah, very smart. <laughs> <laughs> but, but keep in mind, you don't keep your stuff at the end of CBT too. It's all gone. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's a closed beta. It doesn't carry over. Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually surprised at the <coughs> at the hype around the CB2 because it, it's going to last about what two weeks? Yeah, oh, no, week. four days. Eight. What? Wow. Thursday to Monday. Yeah, Thursday to long. Monday. That's it. It's nothing, you know. And that's guys. Just a quick math. That's minimum nine million dollars for the. They've already made over nine million dollars. That's assuming everybody bought the thirty dollar bundle. And they didn't. People probably bought the more expensive bundles as well. So that's nine million dollars already. So the, the, the decision to go buy to play already, I would say, was already a successful decision. Guys, take a moment to look at the video I'm playing on on the mm -hmm. podcast right now. Look, look at this town. It's just bustling with activity. It feels nice because yeah. it. I feel a lot of towns just don't feel crowded. You know, at least we see some NPCs walking around. A good amount of them too. There's it feels a guy like playing a, a flute here. It's a real <laughs> bustling town over there. Well, I mean, most towns. Uh, or most games, towns are just, they're decorations, right? Like a Barbie playhouse. You go in, you talk to a static NPC, yeah. he's never moved, uh, and then you leave. And I mean, they have that here too, but it's just like the non-interactable NPCs are actually on little coordinate paths, so it's neat. You know what I like? I like to build, the buildings are to scale. I feel like so many games get building scale completely wrong. <laughs> like, obscenely True. wrong. But they seem pretty, pretty solid over here. We hit all the important points, guys, in MMOs, alright? Walking NPCs, scale building. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are the key gameplay. Forget it. You know? Forget about it. End game gameplay. doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> I'll talk about gameplay. 
I love walking into buildings in some MMOs, and it's just like the the ceiling is so high up for this like basic building. It looks like I just climbed the beanstalk and ended up in giant land. <laughs> you know what? Game, WoW gave me that feeling a lot because you enter like some of the big halls. The ceilings are like through the roof, and the scaling is insane. WoW had a big problem with scaling on the the, you guys the, the high ladder ceiling. to stairs in WoW. Like they were like ten times bigger than they had to be. A lot of things in WoW were kind of ridiculous like that. But yeah, I mean, Black Desert Online, I think we're all, we're all going to give it a good earnest play. And it's, we were all overwhelmed by the demand because the keys went by so quickly. Another quick story. I gave away 100 keys on RMORPG exclusively just because like, we use RMORPG a lot and it's an awesome subreddit. I thought, you know what, I'll post, 100, I'll post you know, a giveaway over here. Just PM me, I'll send you a key. I have 100 to give away. And I post it within three seconds. I have five PMs. I send all five keys out. By the time I send those five keys out, I hit refresh. I have 15 more PMs. I reply to those. I hit refresh again. I have 200 replies. Within like instantly. I'm like, Holy shit. Yeah, it's crazy. So I had to send out. And when I ran out of keys, it took a while to send them out. But it was the demand is absolutely insane. People have been asking all night too during the live show. Mm-hmm. Like literally all night, like every like couple minutes, someone pops in the chat and asks, are you guys giving out keys now? So like we've been giving them out a lot. So we just gave out the first 100 over there. I love the, the URL. Yeah, we're gonna keep changing the URL. Uh, so this time, you should invest in Dogecoin. <laughs> That's that is that is the URL. Excellent don't, URL. Don't invest buy in Dogecoin, stock, guys. Get your keys. Invest in Dogecoin. Perfect. <laughs> a lot of people were able to get keys already, which is awesome. Glad you guys were able to get them. So, right, Black Desert Online, guys, coming uh, coming soon. Coming soon, boys. Soon enough. Alright, we can transition to another interesting. Uh, I got inter- another interesting. We got more Bless Online videos. This mm-hmm. week, and uh, this is this one's a little more like uh, Blade and Soul, I think, because one, it's I think it's a similar engine, mm-hmm. and two, this one um, was announced in 2012. It didn't come out in 2012, but it was announced back in 2012. It kind of had a rough uh, development cycle, but it's finally starting to come out. I wonder if like the fact that a lot of MMORPG switched to like action type combat is gonna hurt them a lot because. That was like one of their selling points, wasn't it? Like in their their initial videos, like everyone was like, "Wow, look how cool that combat looks." But I mean, isn't that like just normal to us now? That's true. That's true. When when these games first got announced, like back in twenty, like you said, twenty twelve, action combat was still like a coming soon new thing. Mm-hmm. But it's getting um, much more refined now. Blade and Soul, Blade and Soul is already proven how much refined it can get, and we're seeing in Black Desert Online too as well. So, given those two games pulling it off pretty well already. It could work really well in. Bless. So, what do you guys think? What is uh, for me? Bless didn't really. It. I don't know. I'm not like as hyped about it. There, there is no hype on Bless. Yeah. Okay. Zero. I'm not alone. Zilch. Didn't, well, didn't Bless come out of the door with like you can fly anywhere on a dragon or something? Yeah. Like in this video, this guy's like riding a demon. Looks crazy. Like okay, so that was the only thing that I wanted in the game, and it's like that's not enough. Yeah. Just look that's at the variety game. on these mounts. Holy moly! Like this guy's riding a tarantula. This guy's writing a woolly mammoth. <laughs> I mean, the the overall gameplay and something about like the specific setting that they chose, it just feels kind of boring. The setting it, looks the exact same as whoa, every whoa, setting. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's a fantasy setting, guys. Come on, <laughs> who's ever heard of a fantasy setting in an online game? All right. No, it, it's it's not an interesting fantasy setting, though. All right, fair enough. It's just the game has no hype. I mean, obviously, if the game is good, it'll stand on its own. But it doesn't have that same level of hype that people have for Terra. Black Desert Online and Blade and Soul. Those games were just swamped in the in the first day. I don't think Asta is going to be swamped in the first day. It's just I don't think it's going to happen. Bless, bless, yeah, bless. My bad. Asta's another I'm, good game that's coming out 
way too late in the West, actually. Interesting that you mentioned that. Uh, before we talk about that, though, yeah. I, we, we had some pretty interesting news on, on NC-South, which I want to bring up. All right, bring it up. Bring it up. So go ahead and click on that link. So you bring, I bring out that sales breakdown by quarterly by IPs. So NC-South actually came out with their earnings report. And it's kind of cool to see some of these game companies that are publicly traded. This company is publicly traded in Korea. Being that they're publicly traded, it means investors own the company, and they have to report their numbers every quarter. So we can see some interesting uh, data points for that. Not every MMO company does this, but the ones that are public do. So we can see how you know NCSoft's games are doing. So I find it interesting to take a look at. Basically, all of their IPs have been trending upwards, except uh, Aeon, which is just flatlining. But look at Lineage, too. Look at Lineage. These games are still old, but they're still making money. And the interesting one down there is the Gil is Wildstar. People wrote off Wildstar completely, and since it went free to play in the West, take a look at that little jump they got. So, so we had some rumors that Wildstar wasn't doing well free to play, and maybe this isn't a huge jump, but it's something. I mean, I. I mean, you're still yeah. comparing like 2,668 to like literally like. 83,000 for Lineage One. Yeah, I mean, like Ion, like. The the next lowest is 18,000. You know, like, all right, all right, never mind, never mind. That, Wildstar's right? dead. <laughs> okay, again, you you could still say Wildstar is dead, but at least it well, gives us some hope. All right, it gives them hope. If you look at fourth quarter 2014, it's basically it was dead on arrival. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even the launch time was. Well, okay, this, this probably wasn't launch, right? It's no, four Q fourteen was launch, I believe. Four Q fourteen. So you can see on that chart, the first number was five thousand five hundred, right? It dropped by almost half in the. So at, so the current number is literally the highest it's been since launch, which is again, it shows some hope for the game. Hmm. Interesting. Also, on that note, too, it's worth mentioning, uh, they, did, they did do a state of the game in the West. So they are outlining future releases already. It's not like they're giving up on the game. They already said, we're going to work on these things. So they're clearly not writing it off. And you can see, of course, Guild Wars 2 had a pretty huge jump yeah, again. Yeah, a big jump. This is with the expansion, right? Yes, there you go. That's the expansion coming in right there. Oddly, somebody actually uh, transcribed the investor call in Korea. And people asked about Guild Wars 2. And apparently, the way they worded it was, an analyst from a bank said Guild Wars 2 wasn't performing that well, according to your expectations. So there's actually, people were saying the game is actually not living up to anti expectations with the launch of the expansion, that is. Really? And the, and the problem they said was they were having issues converting free-to-play users to subscribing users. So not that's, subscribing. That's, that's subscribing, buying, buying the game, yeah. The, the trouble of our era. Well, I think the problem is it's not like... Uh, it's a it's not a small investment to jump from free to play to no yeah buying it's literally like fifty or sixty dollars but I they mean, do give you a really good experience for free I mean they, they they give you a lot of the game for free not the expansion content but everything else that true or that too <laughs> but what's still crazy is how much money Lineage One makes I mean look at the rest of this chart right Lineage One makes as much money as WildStar Guild Wars Two and blame this all combined, and then some. And then you can throw Aeon into the mix, too. Literally, Lineage makes as much money as every game they're combined, except, you know, Lineage, too. It's insane how much money Lineage makes. And that's the first Lineage. It makes so much more than Lineage 2 as well. And, it, and it's still shut down in the West, officially. Yeah. Anyone surprised by Lineage 2? Maybe their, their, their um, cash shop or microtransactions is just better or something, or... No, uh, no, I think, isn't it a subscription, Lineage? Lineage was subscription here. I don't know what it is. I don't know about the Lineage. Korean model. I, I don't know if it can be making that much still as a subscription. I, I'm not sure, but uh, maybe someone could do some... It's also, 
it's worth mentioning. It's only popular in South Korea. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these free-to-play games, like for example, Dungeon Fighter Online, is the most is the most profitable MMORPG in the world, and it's uh, it makes all its money from China and also the rest of Asia. Whereas Lineage is basically ex- almost exclusively Korea. So Koreans love Lineage One. I, I think um, it's funny though. You say that they are only making money in like South Korea off of Lineage, but our server is shut down. Japan's is still open. Wow. <laughs> are there private servers for Lineage, though, in the West? There are a lot of them, yeah, and most of them are pay-to-win. And have no people playing. <laughs> uh, one last thing. Scroll down to the sales breakdown yearly by IPs. That's interesting, too, because you can see Lineage, Lineage 2, Aeon, Bladesome, and Guild Wars 2 on a three-year rolling basis to see how each game is doing. So, actually, NTSoft is on a roll. Look, look how well all their games are doing. Except for Aeon. Except, yeah, Aeon's, Aeon's the only one that's trending down. But, like, everything else is trending up now. It's not even trending down, like, that much, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, you want to talk trending down, I mean, Wild Star has just, like, committed suicide, pretty much. <laughs> Wild Star committed seppuku. Man, Shu's ongoing hatred of Wild Star remains. Okay, I, I just... I, I, I don't trust uh, Eastern developers anymore. I'm, I'm done, though. <laughs> poor, poor Wildstar boys. Well, if we're gonna stick to this financial news, we actually a couple other companies reported this this week. Uh, Blizzard being one, they went down a, a shit ton. Yeah, I think I mean, they reported like you know sales growth, obviously, because yeah. they have so many games coming out and stuff. But it, their stock price went down, which again, it doesn't mean that much. Just temporarily, they had a little setback on that. Nexon also reported their earnings. So it's cool to see when these companies report earnings because then we can see where the, you know what games are making lots of money for them. Because if if these companies are private, we wouldn't know this information, and it, it gives you a good beat on the on what games are doing well, and it gives you an insight on when these games will shut down as well. Again, there was a report earlier that from a big Korean investment bank that said Wildstar would be zero at the end of the year. I mean, that's their estimate, obviously, but it gives us an idea because it's publicly traded, we can get this information. Hey man, I have some probably have some top-notch analysis on that, so I trust them. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, the hate runs deep on Wildstar with you. I yeah, I, was I okay. didn't like the game. It was just boring. But it Wild was Star like the worst Sunday fun day by far. Like I just wow. I could not wait for it to be over. Worse than Counter Strike Nexon Zombies? Yes, worse. I just could not wait for it to see Counter Strike Nexon Zombies is kind of like amusing, right? Whereas like I wasn't amused. Because it wasn't funny. Were you not just... entertained? Well, I was not entertained. <laughs> Counter Strike Next on Zombies is it's a it's a whole turd of its own in my opinion. I thought I, I think Counter Strike Next on Zombies was significantly worse than uh, Wildstar. So what? You liked Wow though. I remember we talked about Wow before. So what was different about Wow and Wildstar? Cause to me, Wildstar felt a lot like Wow, actually. It did feel like, like early Wow. A lot of people complained about the art style. But really, like. The WoW has the same cartoony art style. Yeah. And nobody seemed to mind that. In fact, people like the WoW art style. People are still liking the WoW art style. I don't get it. I think it's aging badly, but... I think it's aging better than, like, Lineage 2. I think WoW, the graphics were outdated the day it came out. I remember the graphic settings and, like, the character models. I was like, this is it. You can only choose, like, five hairstyles and, like, a little nose ring or something on my character. That's it. WoW WoW had the worst character creation out of any game I've ever played at that time. Without a doubt. Even today, not worse than Lineage. Uh, Lineage Two was also awful. I remember. Yeah, but even today, if you go back to WoW, that character creator is a joke. You have like 
so few hair options, and your character looks like a clone of everybody else. But clearly, Wow proves that that doesn't even matter. So Black Desert Online is doubling, is quadrupling down their character creation, while Wow has proven to us that it doesn't really matter that much. Honestly, I just played a private Wow server, and uh, even though the graphics are, you know, over ten years old, you know, the thing about Wow is it's it's not just the graphics; it's the sense of being in this gigantic <coughs> world. Mm-hmm. Where you know you look into the distance and you know I can go to that island. I mean, there's nothing on that island, but I can go there if I want. Yeah, we talked and, about this uh, last week too. And it's a good did. point. It's a good point. It's an o- a truly open world game. I feel like that's kind of dying. Like this I, does have that feel well, too, though. <coughs> I don't know if I, I think it's a fair assessment that um, the character creation doesn't matter as much. Like, and WoW proves that because when WoW came out, like look at the games that came out alongside it. Mm-hmm. Their character creations were just as shitty because it was just that old. But um, that's not entirely that's true. That's not true. A- City of really Heroes. There you go. Did, City of Heroes had some, had some of the best characters. City of Heroes came out in two thousand four. Same I mean, year. I mean, I think about things like you know, like EverQuest and like Ragnarok Online. But they still right? do exist. The good ones still existed then. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like even EverQuest like, one, I think had better character. Creation. How do we know yeah. that that's like a metric that like we can use to say that the character creation doesn't matter. right? I mean, it, it could be just, just the fact that those games have already had a foothold. Mm-hmm. And like, like, I mean, you can't deny that World of Warcraft was a very good game when yes. it came out. It was like no, the, the best. the gameplay was good. I'm yeah, about that, that's creation. what I mean, is like, that, that, that might be why um, they're, allowed, they're allowed to get by with a subpar character creator. But yeah, you don't need a good character creator to do, to do well. And I think players, they appreciate the pretty character creator to make themselves look different. But that's not as important as I think some people think. And by some people think, I mean you, Shu. <laughs> I mean, this is not aiming at you. Yeah. If Shu can't play a lolly character, she's out, all right? She can't handle She's done. She's I done, though. I on lolly characters. They just, they just have to look be unique and different. That's yeah. why Shu didn't like Wildstar. No. <laughs> No, I just didn't like Wildstar, period. It's just not fun. <laughs> Gameplay. Also, even though EverQuest had, yeah. EverQuest had a Duke character creation option, too, obviously. There really weren't that many options. Come to think of it, there was like just as bad as WoW. <laughs> but EverQuest had a ton of races and classes. They gave you the variety you needed. It made up for the lack of like appearance customization, I think. Can I point something out about character creation? Yeah. It- like, okay, Black Desert Online, just to come back because of the character creator. You know, you can do all these little details. I can give myself wrinkles. Yeah. Do you know how many people are going to see those wrinkles under your eyes? Literally None. Nobody. Not even you. The only time you ever see a character and all these intense character creators is at the character creation screen, which is cool, right? But I'd rather have more silly hats to distinguish myself. You need that's to like, that's like Rocket League. More. Rocket League has the best character creator. He <laughs> just has hats. <laughs> even RO, you know, everyone looks the same, but, but you get a little hat. Yeah. But I, it, like- I mean, it's cool. I, I do like it, but it, I wish <coughs> I wish somehow you could actually make out like what makes your character unique, which is why like from a distance, everyone in Black Desert looks the same because, you know, you only have so many different options. You know, you're, you're confined to how you customize. Same with Blade and Soul. Uh, so your issue is like the silhouette of all the characters is the same? Yeah, I think from a certain distance, everyone looks the same no matter what. I mean, just like people. So, you know. Alright, uh, I'm, I'm going to agree with Sean, because honestly, I, I gushed a lot about Black Desert Online character creation, and it looks absolutely gorgeous, and it was really next level stuff, really well done, but once you get to the game, I feel like, as Sean, and I think Sean pointed out earlier too, you really, your characters are almost molded to look a certain way, like, if you're playing the wizard, you're still going to look like an old dude, like, you really can't change your appearance that much, you have to fit the archetype and the character they've already created for you, 
You can change your wrinkles, your hairstyle and stuff, but you still don't look that different from a distance. Like, if you play the Archer Lady, you're going to look like her, just slightly different. Well, that underlines another issue. Like, older games from the East, like Moo Online and Supreme Destiny, I think, um, by the time you hit max level, you will never see any of the features that you have actually created or customized. The only thing that you're going to see is the shiny-ass yes. you have at the end of the game. If you've seen Moo Online and you see high-level characters, they're just glowing. They got the wings, they got the armor. And they all look the same because yeah. they all have the same armor. Yeah. A lot of okay. Western games let you hide your hat, though, to show that off. I know. I think WoW did it, Dark Age of Camelot did it. Yeah, so dude, you look see at your the appearance. surgery this lady's having done to her. Again, this precise nose surgery. Again, it's absolutely gorgeous, the graphics and blackness online, the level of customization. I just wish, as Sean pointed out, you could see these changes in the game. Because you really can't. These are very subtle changes that you can make on here. I mean, I don't know how you would do that. I, I wouldn't. I mean, they have to let you change your mold a bit more. Because, again, once you're playing a, an archer or a mage, you really have to look like that character. Just slight variations of it. Whereas a game like uh, Perfect World, for example, I have an excellent ah, show you. Perfect, Perfect World, on the other hand, lets you create genuinely different characters, all right? Okay. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop when you when you said that. The I prefer Black Deserts to Perfect Worlds. Well, it's obvious. Perfect World is old. No, no, no. It, Just to, the level of customization. Perfect World is too much because what happens is people don't slide it properly they just go all the way and make a stupid character right like stupid proportions are you trying to say the character i'm going to link you in the video right now stupid you, yes. are you do you dare insult my character i like uh, the video. Aaron, I, I think that's a problem with um people not using sliders right i don't think that's the game's fault no i, I think a game i think a good game design involves limiting player choice in a way where the results are still good but they don't they don't realize how limited they are which I think Black Desert did a good job with. Now this is a beautiful. No, I, I definitely limited. I definitely realized almost immediately how limited I was in Black Desert. But I mean, is this this is other extreme? I think it's like this. This is not what a is this? This is like, beauty. This is true. This beauty. is a failure of game design. No, no, no. This is this is this is success at its highest. All right. This game has absolutely intense appearance customization. In fact, Aaron, if you can go ahead and skip to like four minutes and go like. Four, th go to like 3 minutes 50 or something, and you can see uh, how big you can make your character's boobs in this game. You want to talk a boob slider in a game? If you want to see, the, if you want to see a, a boob slider done insane, perfect world. Like, how often has this happened, guys, when you're making a character? Oh, you're like, oh, cool, I can like change my forehead. Okay, that's pretty cool. Oh, my jaw, that's pretty cool. And then after like five of them, you're like, you know what, fuck this. And you just, you just, ch -ch 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 done. Yeah, yes, I think uh, we've all done that. Yeah, I go through literally start. every single slider. I can't be the only it, one who just gets bored after like bit. five or six, and then I'm just like, whatever. Alright. I mean, <laughs> a, a, a good character creation is, is prepping you for, you know, But this is a not good character creation, though. Long-lasting MMO experience. Oh. This is good character creation because it lets <laughs> you have full control over it. Now, whether you want to take the time and get it right is your problem, but it yeah. gives you full control. Yeah, they have presets, too, usually, now. You know, you could just click something and then just change the hair on it, and it's pretty easy. No, this is too much. This is too much. This is like no, you're talking about the per Are you talking this about the anarchy. world one? Yeah, I, I disagree. Yeah. I disagree. This is not too much. This is, like, right where it needs to be as a regular thing. I, I mean, think you give players the option. I mean, in, in, in Erhan's defense, <laughs> in, in defense, this is, like, 
immersion breaking, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but why is this immersion breaking and playing a troll isn't? Like, if you can what? play these other weird races, right? That's because the that. troll fits into the setting. <laughs> yeah. and like, oh, who cares about the setting? You can tell me. I do. Like, <laughs> it fits. It, it, it's it's you know it's it's your your disbelief, okay, right? Like your your wall shoot, is shattered, shoot, shoot, right? Shoot. Tara has a gunner class in a fantasy world. You tell me that doesn't break immersion? Well, I mean, Tara has like Mercedes Benz. Yeah, you freaking. This this cash app cars in that game, right? This is like the laws of physics here, okay? Like. Oh my god, this this character creation is absolutely insane. Okay, that reminded me of Hazeron's character creation, which this is um, commentated on, so don't, like, if you put it up, don't um, leave the that. sound on. But anyways, you can basically create, like, any kind of alien you want. Like, you can take and <laughs> put, like, bug legs and wings and then have, like, a bird head and a lizard's body. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> there and is... then you can decide how it walks and everything. Like you can only use two of the legs or what. I mean, there this is room out there, there for like a spore esque, like really hands on. You create your own race, right? But that's more of a niche. But how is that not immersion breaking? But well, first of all, this is sci-fi, so like you kind of it looks like you're controlling a planet or a Oh, but it's okay for sci-fi to do whatever it wants, but not fantasy. Anything goes to sci-fi. Anything fiction. goes to sci-fi. That's the rule. You ever watch Star Trek? This hol going to holodeck, and now it's a fantasy episode. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, but no, okay. Once again, immersion breaking. I'm not buying immersion breaking because games like Second Life, you see the weirdest <laughs> shit, and it's still fine. You see games like this that Matt showed us. It's perfectly fine. I don't see the problem in Perfect World. Again. Well, first of all, even in this game so far, what I'm seeing, you know, it's nothing crazy. Like, That's because that guy is not going crazy. Oh, the guy's I, not retarded. <laughs> I, have, I have definitely done crazy in that game. I created a freaking um, like bird-headed, scaly-bodied thing with six legs that walked around and then flew with like butterfly wings. This reminds me of sports so much now, like I'm, where I'm at with the video now. This looks like one of my sport races. All right. Well, one last, one last screenshot. This is actually Sean's character from Perfect World. I think he oh, created. Oh, my beautiful character. Sean like... created a gorgeous avatar in Perfect World. All right, this handsome show... manly man. Yeah. But what he, is this? Did Sean, Sean take too far? Man. I do not approve. No, no, I approved. Get it up there. All right. If Aaron, if Aaron was GM, he would ban you. Is what he's trying to say. Aaron is is prejudiced. Look at that man. Oh, that's actually. I I actually did shrink his head. But that's that's nice. That's freedom. All right. That's, that's the American way. Right? That's an American this is anarchy, I tell you. Republic. That reminds me of this fairy tale character. Ah, oh, shit, that did not copyright. Hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> he is fabulous. Fabulous is definitely the okay. word I was thinking. I do want to say that if you play Perfect World and these games that let you do crazy, I mean, Perfect World I can speak for, you don't see a lot of crazy characters. You see, like, once in a while the massive titty characters, the obscene-looking characters, but when, when given the choice, players don't typically make... The weird characters that would break immersion, that would just be, that'd be retarded, all right? Is that how I'm saying? In Second Life, wasn't like, isn't it full of weird ass stuff? Okay, Second Life is different because it's, it's literally. As I learned last night. Second Life is just a world of its own. Why, why don't you guys talk about your adventure yesterday? I think, I think we'll conclude with that. Like, yeah, it, 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 it gets a little raunchy, our experience in Second Life. Some Maybe weird that's for things. the after, that's for the yeah, after but, show. But, but that's for the, oh, okay. That might be for Wait, the after show. You went into Second Life yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean was Sean initiated. I initiated Sean. I held his oh, hand God. as we walked through Second Life. Oh God! <laughs> I had nightmares all night long. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't blame you. That is the, if if you haven't played Second Life yet and you go into it, it's literally a mind fuck. 
it's worth experiencing because I didn't know people were like that. <laughs> wow. That, that's you pretty have too much, much faith in humans. No, yeah, I do. I do have too much faith in humans. Well, it's gone now, but... It's all um, gone. But it, it was interesting, and I'm, I'm happy I did it, but I'm also deeply psychologically scarred, and that's okay. Yo, that's good. That's, that's life. <laughs> I feel bad that I wasn't there, Sean. We're gonna have to play again today, okay? No, I'll show no, no, you. No, no. I'll show you everything. You gotta take it in the intervals. I need. I need a week to. Sean, Sean needs to recover. Right? They, I gotta. I gotta show him the fencing game. He'll like the fencing game. Sure, sure. Okay. First of all, the interface in Second Life has got off. Oh all right? my god! Yeah, like, right. are you guys using like the, the normal client? Are you guys sure, using sure. like? I, I've used the third-party clients as well. The the fire viewer and crap. It's still awful. It is um, unusable. It took Sean and me like 10 minutes to figure out how to put on gear that we get for free. Because you can't just double click <laughs> on it, alright? It doesn't work. I lasted, yeah, I mean, I lasted 5 minutes of Second Life. I launched it, I'm on this beach. It looks like I have a game creator engine open or something. Like with the files and like... Mm -hmm. I just close it. It's, it's a it. weird experience. Alright. Well, that's, that's, that's Second Life for you. Well, I got a piece of news. A piece of sad news. So, all right, we can, right, we can so handle this. There was a game uh, announced a while back. I remember seeing these videos. Gunslinger Stratos Reloaded Online. What the hell is that? That's, that's like an anime, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's basically a shooter by Square Enix in Japan. Uh, it launched and closed within two months. No. Wow. How does that happen? So this is, not, this is probably not coming to the West, guys. There's no way it's coming to the West. It, and honestly, uh, I was reminded of this because you know how we played, uh, what's his name, S4 League? Mm-hmm. It's, it's vaguely like that. Yeah, graphically. Third, yeah, you know, you know, third uh, person anime shooter where you, you kind of, the laws of physics don't really apply too much. Isn't it nuts though a company can spend like, make make a full game like this? I mean, at least a couple million dollars went into this, right? Regardless, right? A couple million dollars went into this. They make a product, they launch it, and it literally shuts down in two months. Hot, like, that's sad. Like, this whole game is gone and we never get to play it. I mean, probably it shut down because it sucked, but still. <laughs> it's one of those games we would have played for five minutes and oh man, can we do something else? <laughs> Damn. Actually, now that I'm kind of watching the video, it kind of looks like the anime characters control like mechs, if you, if you get what I mean. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. I like, I like, when, you, I like when you fly, in the video we're seeing right now we can see her panties. That's, that's A+. Mm. They, they, they figured that out correctly, I'll give them that. <laughs> Penny shot. And the only problem is they didn't have enough penny shots, clearly. That's why Blade and Soul is doing so well. Yo, if when you, every time I jump in Blade and Soul, I get, I get a nice treat, alright? Every time you jump and you glide, you get a treat. Oh, uh, so, is anyone actually excited for Atlas Reactor? I, I meant to ask. Although, it's uh, oh. refreshingly unique. Yeah. Demos.com. I yeah. heard that from them too. <laughs> Did you guys, do you, know how, you guys know how it works, Atlas Reactor? No, I don't. Okay, so it's, it's kind of like XCOM. Yeah, that's yeah. What it it's like. turn-based, but at the same time. I, I thought it was more like Frozen Synapse. Nobody has played Frozen Synapse. Nobody has played Frozen Synapse. I, I, I own that because of Humble Bundle. It's, it's, simul it's simultaneous turns, and basically both teams have the orders go out are uh, sorted out at the same time. And uh, it's really hard. It's like take a tactical shooter mm -hmm. and make it so that you have to rely on your AI to do what you would have done. <laughs> it's mean, really hard. So one example they give, if you guys are following, is uh, let's say like you have a character with a mortar. Mm -hmm. You have to shoot the mortar where you think your enemy is going to move one of his heroes next turn. So then you're hoping it kind of lands, and then you move, boom. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it looks interesting. I'll give it to them. At least it do something a little bit different. 
I mean, this is not just another generic, you know, free-to-play game. If you look at generic free-to-play games, I mean, there's so many of them. There's these Korean ones. Even Asta, and blessed to a degree, at least blessed is the action MRPG element, but I feel like a lot of those Korean games, there's no ambition. At least there's some ambition here. It's different. Yeah. And, I think this and it's trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, trial? I want to give Trial some, some credit for making at least some, some different kind of games. I don't think they have any just straight-up generic games. Excuse me? You are Did you just say Trine has no straight up generic games? Devillian? What do you got? Devillian? Yeah, <laughs> right. I was just going to say They're Devillian. They're a publisher, though, not the developer. They're a publisher. Fair enough. All right. Fine. The games that they develop themselves, okay? But, anyways, that's going to be open from the 18th to the 24th, and I'm at least going to check it out. I mean, um, I have no idea how to feel about it right now, because it, if it's just going to be Frozen Synapse again, then. What's the point? And if it's just going to be XCOM with simultaneous turns, again, what's the point? Wait, wait what? What? Free, what free is the play? point? Like, l- listen to what you just said. You said XCOM with simultaneous turns. What's the point? That sounds pretty okay to XCOM me. XCOM is like <laughs> that one of the right. best games ever, and you're like saying, "What's but the is, point?" But is the multiplayer XCOM? that great? Good though. lord. As but it's but it's Tryon does XCOM. You got to remember that. Guys, guys. I mean, it, it looks like an interesting, like, um, it looks like something that's up my alley because it's it's very, like, yomi. The term yomi, it's like you read what your opponent does, and yeah. that's what I like yep. to do. Mm-hmm. It's my yeah, that's interesting. Never yeah. heard that before. You guys ever play Strategio? Strategico or something? It's a board game? No, I have not. Well, there, There's a game, good game where everybody has the same... Abilities and it's literally about reading your opponent's moves. It's called Carvoyance. I like the name. It implies uh, that as well. <laughs> that game's actually pretty good. Well balanced. Mm-hmm. Online community's dead. Right. Atlas Reactor. There it is. I like the graphic style. I will say. Oh shoot! You're the you're the arbiter on graphic styles. Which one for Atlas uh, Reactor? Yeah. I, I like it. I okay, think it's good. it's really. Um. What is the word? Refreshing. <laughs> Refreshingly unique is a term that we use. Refreshingly unique. That's the one. So, and the reason we keep saying that is because uh, in one of their promo videos, they put it on. It's only it's only forty seven seconds. Forty seven seconds long. I did. We we linked it twice. Oh. Matt linked it. I linked it. So they they quoted us calling them refreshingly unique. Okay. Okay. I like RPS's quote. It's just neat. Neat and nothing else. I hope that becomes a meme. Seriously, it's just like now that the ten out of ten IGN thing. Mm Hmm. Neat rock paper shotgun. <laughs> it's some solid stuff. <laughs> rock paper shotgun still around? Yeah. Oh no, they're big. Yeah. No, no, I'm, big. Th- I'm thinking of ten ton hammer for some reason. They're they're around too. They're growing. Wow. Polygon's big. Basically, Polygon, I, I everyone here quote is pretty big. Different and wonderful. A, a lot of these are pretty glowing. Chest with guns. That's an interesting description for the this game is as well. It's a good company to be in, guys. These other quotes. Uh, yeah, it is a very good company to be in. We're with GameSpot, we're with MMORPG, we're with Rockstar Rock Sharka, Neat. I don't think you introduced the fact Yeah, that we were quoted in the trailer for the game. That's what we keep talking about. Yeah. Did we yeah. say that? Yeah. No, we didn't. So well, We didn't say that. We I just started talking point. about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funny part is that quote, I believe, was uh, originally just talking about the game's art style. Like We said the art style was refreshingly unique, and they saw it, and they're like, okay, we're just going to quote the refreshingly unique part and not mention <laughs> that you guys meant the art style. All right, artistic license, all right? They took the artistic approach to it, which is which is pretty funny. So, um, moving on from that, another cool thing is WoW and Unreal Engine 4. 
Put that on. That, that I, I I didn't see it yet. I heard about it though, and it looked didn't really we, cool. Didn't someone do this once or? Yeah, I did that. I posted the news. Oh wait, you mean somebody did it? Like yeah, but this one looks way better. I think. Yeah. Well, this one was created with free assets. It's kind of interesting that they did that. Like Yo, these are all free assets and speed tree and all that. It looks gorgeous, but like I, I already like why wouldn't it be the same with these graphics? Like yeah. it just wouldn't make sense. But it looks gorgeous nonetheless. Sean, that, that link seems a little biased there. Hey no, guys, that's, that's a factual <clears throat> statement. Big, big question. Do you guys think that a World of Warcraft 2 will ever come out? No. No. What? Yes. Guys, no. Guys, no doubt. wait for Warcraft 4 before we start talking about WoW 2? No, think about it. Think about it. Okay, let's say like in five years, six years, WoW just kind of dies down, right? And then, okay, go on. And then Blizzard's going to be like, look, we got to get that money. Why not make World of Warcraft 2? No. Oh, it will be World of Warcraft. It'll be like Universe okay, of Warcraft They canceled Titan. I don't think they're ever going to make another MMO even, much no, less. Oh, come on. No, I, I, I think they're done. I, yeah. I really do think they're done. There's no Matt. way. I think I agree with Matt. I think, think about it. How much money does it take to invest in an, in an MMO like WoW? It I, who, who has the money to make it? It's not the like same problem, market right? anymore. It, it, I mean, it's not. You're right. Blizzard was like one of the big companies on their own back then. They had the money and like the non-investors to fund such a big project as WoW, and now they don't. They, Plus, they why have... wouldn't they just release more expansions that you know but polish the game? Or, there's only or... so much they can do. In now the they don't was a little unclear. They have the money. They just it's it, They're a bigger company that's not going to take the risk. I they think just keep making when WoW dies, games. listen, when WoW dies, Go which, it's going to die eventually. I mean, every game has a lifespan. It could be another 10 years, easily another 10 years. When WoW dies, why wouldn't there be... Like, why would you abandon that franchise, like the World of Warcraft franchise? Because well, World, World of Warcraft is not dying. a franchise. Yes, Warcraft, Warcraft is a Warcraft, franchise. Yes. But, yes, exactly. World of Warcraft but Warcraft 4 will never be what WoW is. RTS, no, is, I mean, RTS is dead. The genre is gone. Well, RTS or not as popular oh, as it used to it's, be. It's not dead, but it's still there. But it's it's evolving slowly. It's devolving, if anything. Come on. What, what was the last what popular about? RTS? Starcraft. Legacy of the Void came here. out like what a few months ago. And who? Nobody plays a Starcraft Two Online anymore. Uh, let's see. Let's see the sales. You know, here, boys. Like, let's be realistic. What Blizzard's really gonna do, and it was mentioned in the comments, we've talked about it. Now that Blizzard owns King. You're gonna get Connect Three Warcraft. Yeah. Yes. Connect Three Starcraft. Match Four. Match Four. Not Connect. All match right? Four. Whatever. Completely different. I, I don't know. I'm not a mass. I'm not an expert on mobile games. So, uh, <laughs> I, I just why take a big risk making another MMO when you can just make shitty mobile games and make tons of bank. Yeah, but, but shitty mobile yeah. games are very hit or miss. I mean, there's a lot of shitty mobile games that go nowhere. That's fair. That's but fair. But then you have games like Candy Crush, which just have amazing lasting power and they keep minting money. Yeah. The other thing that, like Omar was saying, is like, why would you let go of that? You already have yeah. the audience. You have the audience capture, like a huge audience. It's not like an insignificant amount of people that play World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. So if you already have that in the grip of your hand, like, why are you gonna just like let that's, it go for free? That's a yeah. massively, massive logical fallacy. Because remember, you phrased it by saying, in ten years, as let's say the population slowly diminishes, right? So as the game dies, somebody, yes. somebody left today. Some wow, right? Someone will leave tomorrow. Someone will leave in a year. Someone will leave in ten years, right? At that mm -hmm. point, WoW two will not bring them back. They're they're no longer WoW customers, right? So they're <coughs> no so because the the game it's itself. Okay. Think they're going to be waiting for you for ten years. That's what I was going to say. They're yeah. not WoW. 
the franchise fans. They are WoW fans. Yeah, and okay. they, when they have WoW 2, they're going to have to reinvest all that time in their character in a world that they may not even like. But it's I mean, you already have to reinvest anyway. So you tell me, that you guys think Blizzard is not going to make any more RPGs anymore? <laughs> Never. Never, from a mat. Anybody else? I think, I think uh, evidence shows why, uh, Blizzard specifically has lowered their ambition in the past few years. Well, I agree. You're right. Okay. Uh, I... With games like Hearthstone, which, by the way, was massively successful for its initial investment. Yep. Continues to be. Overwatch, again, uh, will be more, I think, downscaled than what Blizzard used to do. Heroes They're... of the Storm has also been successful. Yeah, Heroes of the Storm, again, kind of like Relative. a, a yeah, relatively simple game. Um, their purchase of King kind of cements this. We're going to see more match three games, mobile games. But also, I don't think that are the MRPG business, okay? Because if anyone can do it, they can still make a good game. Well, and let's put it this way: making a good way. game isn't all it takes anymore, though. Oh, absolutely. But Blizzard has the financial resources to make something that people will. Unless you say the MRPG genre is dead. If the no. genre is dead, then they won't be a WoW too. But if five, ten years from now, MRPGs are still a thing and there's money to be made in MMOs. They're going to make one. Look, but put it this way, no. it's not going to happen for a, a long time, right? I think five or six years is a bit... Uh, also, you, you guys are ignoring upcoming but technologies. But there possibly isn't money to make. Like, Destiny was a hugely successful AAA Western MMO, sort of. But it also wasn't an MMO. It was also an online-only shooter. Yes. I mean, that's the way people saw it. It was an MMO, as far as I'm concerned. But it's an online-only shooter that you buy once. You know, I mean, it's... It's not the same. I mean, and I don't think that Blizzard, especially after keeping WoW subscription for so long, are going to be moving away from the subscription model in the MMORPG field. But there's no way that they're going to make the same amount of money and e or even maybe make back their initial investment on how much it's going to cost to make a WoW-level sequel now by just making a WoW sequel. Guys, I'm showing you guys gameplay in the podcast right now. On Blizzard's next uh, sequel, so get ready. <laughs> also, I, I, I want to emphasize right now how successful WoW is because you guys keep almost like no, brushing it off. No, it's listen, serious. I'm gonna put some numbers to this. All right, put some get, numbers. Lay it down. I will lay down the law. Okay, Destiny. How many retail? How, how much do they make in a year? I think like a billion dollars at most. I'm gonna try to find some number. I don't know. Okay, I'm finding ten million about five, about about uh, six hundred million dollars in sales or so. Well, it, it hits 6.3 million units within a month of release. Okay, Destiny grows at 325 million dollars within five day within five uh, five days. So, and usually the first week sales are end up being majority or a big chunk of the sales. So you know what? I'm gonna be generous. I'm gonna round them up to a billion, okay? Which is probably a bit too much, okay? Because I'm not doing you know. And then if you look at WoW for example, WoW over 10 years after launch, when the game has already has been declining in revenue, right? They made a solid uh, 814 million dollars last uh, this in 2015. Eight hundred and fourteen million dollars. That's that's like that's like churning a destiny out every single year, but the profit margin has to be way higher on WoW because you already have the engines. You're only making expansion packs and adding content. The margin on WoW's incremental revenue is so much higher than any new AAA game they work on because Destiny had like two hundred million dollar budget and they did another hundred million marketing it. Come on. But again, that's WoW. Yes. They're not gonna. It's never gonna be the same for a sequel. Omar, I have a perfect because example for you. Because it's not WoW. Someone comment mentioned this. EverQuest versus EverQuest 2. Lineage versus Lineage 2. What you're saying is not a reality. Uh, anything they do, any WoW 2 is a distraction from their cash cow, which is WoW. Oh, no, this is assuming that they won't make a WoW 2 until WoW is dead and buried. I don't it, think maybe years after WoW is dead. I, maybe I think, years after. 
I think once WoW is dead and buried, they're going to have already... I think they're going to consider their time in the MMO market to be gone, over with, done. I think... I think with all the money they've invested in WoW, with how much they've made from WoW, once WoW is done, that is going to be the sign to them that the MMO market is finished for, for them. What you're saying hasn't happened, though. Look at Lineage. So, what it, you're it, saying it, hasn't happened. Whoa, whoa, look at, listen, listen, listen. listen. I'm at, showing you Blizzard's future. Why won't you guys watch? Look at this Lineage This is the future, too. boys. Okay. Lineage 2, I'm not saying it was a success, right? But they tried, right? But Lineage 2 didn't capture the Lineage audience. Oh. It captured another audience that was looking for a good experience well, back then. Game companies it, have historically tried to make sequels on their successful MMOs. It hasn't worked out. People have pointed out it hasn't worked out with EverQuest 2, Lineage 2. It hasn't worked out. You're right. It might be a complete flop, but it's going to happen. Here's it's not going to happen. Here's the issue, Mark. Blizzard, back in the day, was a PC, online PC game company, right? Yes. Today, Activision Blizzard is an entertainment company. Right? They do they're a lot more. They're yes, making right. movies. They're making consoles. They're making mobile. Now, as an entertainment company business, it makes no sense from an investor business sense to make it just big scale on RG when you still have so many other untapped potential in these mobile games, for example. All right. Well, again, you're right to a degree, but you're ignoring the fact that WoW is a cash cow. WoW is easily but the most wow profitable game they have. Cow. Wow Everyone is a cash cow. Investors is going to look at it and go, okay, WoW is a cash cow. We have no need for another one. And okay. it's not going to have the same okay, success. Five, five years from now, Activision, st Activision stock might not be doing so well. Investors will be scratching their head. Hey, why aren't we making as much money before? Oh, wait. That, that WoW game was making all this money in the past. We could try another one of those. No, because they're going to look at the time it caught, or the time and the money it takes to make it what it needs to be, and they're going to say no, it's not worth it. They're going to make something smaller. Here. Okay, for the record, WoW only costs like forty million dollars to make. I got a, I got a perfect example, Silver Bullet, and we, we can put this Werewolf to rest. Ready? The Werewolf to rest. World of Warcraft to Activision is AOL's dial-up business to AOL. So mm -hmm. it's a cash cow, and you're saying, oh, when everyone stops subscribing to uh, the dial-up in Listen. 2016. They can just make dial-up too. That's like, no, it's not what I'm saying. Dial-up too. I am. <laughs> if the RPG so. genre is not dead ten years from now, and WoW, wow is, is dead in ten years or whatever, right? Okay. If what the genre saying? isn't dead, Activision Blizzard will still play a part in it. No. And and I don't think StarCraft or Diablo have the same franchise as Warcraft does. So because of those two, it logically says the next MRPG. At this will. point, if anything, they have stronger franchises. When was the last time we had a mainline Warcraft game? Why do you think a game like Hearthstone right? is doing so well? It still builds off the Warcraft franchise. It has nothing to, I don't think that Hearthstone's success has anything to do with Warcraft. You, you tell me if they made Hearthstone with random non-Blizzard characters, it would have the same success. I, no, I'm not because, saying that, but I'm saying I don't think it has to do with um, Warcraft. I, I think, think it's they could big. Used, I think it's a big impact. I think they could have used Starcraft, Diablo, no, whatever. No, people don't relate with Diablo and Starcraft the same way they relate what? with WoW. Why do they relate with WoW? <laughs> Because it's goblins, guys. Wow. It's, not, it's not rocket science. <laughs> it's not like... Guys, WoW as a friend, people like... People are familiar with Warcraft. Boys, boys, boys. Okay. Everyone gets one last line. That's okay. it. That's it. No mas. All right. One last line and then <laughs> and we that, And then we're going to settle this afterwards right. like an American way. We're all going to shoot each other in the back. All right? Last line. Go. I like right. it. I like last it. Last line. I'll go first. Ready? Right. What, the, the video you're seeing, guys, playing. This is Blizzard's future. That's it. You're going to see go this with different skins, different... Shapes and sizes and little StarCraft rates and zerglings, but this is it, boys. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that the fact that they haven't even tried to make a new MMO and they even canceled the one they were working on is proof enough that they're moving away from it. Fair enough. On, go ahead. Last thing. Okay, listen. 
I don't think Blizzard has any other franchises that have the same impact as WoW, cultural impact. WoW has had so much more reach than any other Blizzard PC game, excluding perhaps Call of Duty, but again, that doesn't really mesh up with the MMORPG experience. You might still have an online shooter like Call of Duty Online and stuff like that. But Wrap that up. If the MMORPG genre exists 10 years from now and WoW is, is this dead... This is a pretty long one line, boys. That's my, yeah, one, yeah. That's my one line. That's my one line. I think Blizzard will still be a player in the genre. Uh, uh, okay, done. <laughs> that's good. All right. We gotta move on to something else. Leave, leave a comment in the description below on what you believe. Ah, oh, okay, go guys, on. Twelve years after launch, it makes eight hundred million dollars a year. Listen, Omer, you had your time. That's all enough. Right. All right, all right, we're moving on, boys. Moving on. Give me some news. I want some MMO news. I got some good news. Interesting news. Okay, Dragon Nest Two. Dragon Nest loses two years of player data. Which I oh thought my was... God! Wait, what? <laughs> Pretty hilarious. Wait for for our service or the Korean one? For the European service. The, oh, the, the Europeans got both. Okay, you don't even who next who's on even hosting sucks. that. Next on Europe. Next on Europe. Yeah. Well, next on Europe also just at the end of last year abandoned that United Eleven um, football management card game. Uh, not surprised. <laughs> yeah, let me put, let me give you a link for Dragon Nest you can play. I, I, I think we're done. I don't think there's anything to say about that. <laughs> no, it's it's pretty it's pretty intriguing. I mean, to lose two years worth of data. What happened was. Um, I guess they had some backup issues, or they just didn't have any backups or something, which is absolutely nuts. I mean, how the do you... Zomboid. Yeah. <laughs> how does a company like Nexon, which is worth billions, like literally billions of the B, dollars, okay, not have backups? <laughs> oh, Dragon Nest is apparently hosted by Shonda. Well, no, no, they're, no, no, they're developed by Shonda. Shonda is, owns Identity Games, which owns the people that make it. So, Nexon's are there more details? Are there okay, details, details are all titles... Mission quests, achievements, NPC points, guild points, cooking details, fishing details, <laughs> trading house items, as well as all inventory and storage items, as well as cash shop items are all gone. The only thing they manage to keep are the character levels. So you're basically naked on your on your character. That's it. That's the only thing they recover. Holy recovered. shit, dude! And there's no backups. Like it's nope. just 100 percent done. So they're they're done. So they're trying to give people like I guess they can go back and ask for what they had to try you know reimburse them with their cash what, money. For, for every single player. I think like, what why don't I just make some shit up and say I have no, like the, the legendary sort of god they, slaying? They, they probably still have your, your billing information, so like how much you spent. They'll have like a number on how much you spent, you know? Dollars worth. So if you spent nothing in the cash up, they'll, they'll have no revenue records from you. <clears throat> so I guess you know, that, that's how they can make sure people aren't cheating. But it's absolutely nuts that this can, possibly, this, this can happen. <laughs> I just want to point out that the, the, <coughs> each region of Nexon, right? Like America, Europe, and the main one. Uh, they're kind of run separately. You know, it's one company. And people have been complaining about Nexon Europe specifically for years now. I remember back in the, when I used to play Mabel's story, Europe was always like several versions behind America, which was also behind uh, mm -hmm. Korea. So like the Europeans would always bitch about how far behind they were. Yeah, poor Europe. Yeah. Funny thing, actually, uh, people have been pointing out that the data, the data loss is actually a win for about 95% of the player base. Because the compensation they're giving for the headaches, is is so much is so good that it, it, it's actually a win for a lot of people. Yeah, instant level six or something, right? So yeah, so a lot of crazy good stuff is happening. If yeah, so I mean, obviously, next next on kind of they feel like they have to do something for it, you know. And I, I don't blame them. If if you want to piss off, you know, you don't want to piss off your player base. You got to make it up to them somehow. So they're trying to be as generous as possible. That's fair. Oh, so um. Uh, no, go but go ahead. I'm changing the topic, so go uh, ahead. Change the topic. We're done. We're done with Dragon's Nest. It's All just right. So, um, 
Funcom may be having issues, but Anarchy Online is still getting updates. This yeah. this past week, they just saw a new zone released with like new world bosses and stuff, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, Anarchy Online is super old as well. When when did that come out? Two thousand one. Hey guys, so. Funcom should make uh, Anarchy Online two, right? <laughs> 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 no, we're not bringing this back up for now. But. Yeah, but um, I tried to go. I, I tried it a while back, and I was not able to stick with it because the character creation sucked and the graphics were so 2001, it wasn't even funny. And then I tried again when the rendering engine came out, and I was like, oh, it's not good enough. I mean, it was just a few lighting changes, and I'm just like, I, I, I can't do this. I. I don't. I'm not usually someone that like cares about graphics, but with Anarchy Online, it's just so almost immersion breakingly like. Anarchy Online is 2001. Keep that in mind. All right. Well, EverQuest doesn't even look that bad. You know what uh, I mean? Older. EverQuest one. EverQuest one looks pretty awful. And EverQuest one was updated as but well. It doesn't, it doesn't look as bad as Anarchy. All right, guys. I'm playing the video Anarchy Online trailer uh, gameplay here. It doesn't look it, that. It bad. doesn't look that bad. Well, that's because the rendering engine has the lighting that's making it look better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. But it's it's still the models are still terrible. I want to say the UI also looks terrible. Look at these little squares everywhere. But um, yeah, I tried to play it. it it's it, on paper, it sounds like a game I'd really like, but it's it's way too late for me. You want to yeah. talk about bad character models? Look at EverQuest in 1999. Okay, this is look at these screenshots for these ogres. At least we got some nice side boobs going on in the female avatar. <laughs> I love the I love the face on the male ogre. The male face is so he's just so happy, right? It's so bad though the graphics. Obviously they're they're way improved now, but it's just it looks terrible. So I have a I have a quick uh, thing mm. to say about Tree of Savior. We haven't heard about that in a while. <coughs> oh so, right, it so exists. It, yes, it does exist. It's having a little difficulty. Uh, the IMC Games said. Uh, there's still one. It's still working on the international release, right? Yeah. And it kind of made me think. Maybe there's a whole. You know, how we always diss on like um, regional publishers, right? Yeah. So maybe there's a purpose of publishers because IMC Games is a development studio. They just yeah. this is their only game right now. This is their project right now. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they can't seem to finish the international version, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe a big studio like Nexon could have helped them out there in America. Yeah, they're already, aren't they already out now in uh, Korea? Yeah, yeah. And I think Japan is making progress too. Well, remember in Korea, it's published by Nexon. Yeah. So they didn't have to self-publish. Here, they're trying to self-publish. They're saying they're, they're having problems with Steam servers, uh, localization. So. Interesting. I mean, they had they had the whole uh, like crowdsource localization thing, which I thought like on paper it sounded amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I obviously don't know how well it's working because I didn't contribute to it, but it's on paper it sounded good. You think if the game just works, they could just get it on Steam, you know, because they're the developer. Make the game work and just slap it on stream on, on Steam. Yeah, but I guess it just isn't as easy as the. But what could Nexon do? Like to add, I mean, I mean, Nexon has to... year, decade, over a decade experience now uh, publishing in America and on Steam. A bunch of games on Steam. There's a lot of games on Steam, all right? That are just are not great either. Okay, I feel like if some of these dookie indie games can figure it out. <laughs> Divergent online. I think, uh, <laughs> I think, I think next, I think Trio Saber guys should be able to figure out getting their game on Steam. Well, they can't. They haven't figured it out yet. So. There's clearly I, something wrong. You know. I think by self-publishing, they could have easily just put it on early access. Yeah. Didn't they um, already sign up for Steam Greenlight too? I mean, yeah, like. Well, that was, that was a while back, and they already got Greenlight, <laughs> so they will be on Steam. 
when they come out, but there's still no release date set on the global yeah. version. They're not, they're not doing I, I any early even, access, right? No, like we've already money. played it through Steam too. So, yeah. like, what's the issue there? Like, I, I, I just. I don't think that making people wait to play it right now is really their greatest move because it, it's been a while since the last beta, and I mean it's been a while. You're right. It's it's people, not. I don't think it's just that they need to update more. Like they need to keep everybody informed of like what's going on, so mm -hmm. then they keep the hype like rolling, right? Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like like the way they used to do that. I don't know if you guys remember they used to release like like hey this is like our english blog and this is like our latest like you know this is mm -hmm. the new class and stuff and they, they would release those like you know every week and you know everyone would be hyped like oh i can't wait until next week to see like what they have out and then they just stopped doing it once the beta they came just out. suddenly stopped that they just terrible. suddenly stopped i mean i mean i see i can see if i can find it but they just suddenly stopped and then it it, it just died right oh, and is the game in trouble no, it's, not it's just not, it's not in trouble. It's just gonna take a while, and everybody's gonna forget about it by then. I that sounds like trouble to me. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think the like the player base in Black Desert Online and a game like Tree of Savior will overlap that much. They will, obviously, but I think a lot of people that play Tree of Savior and are still looking forward to it, that didn't change. I mean, I, old school hardcore Ragnar Khan fans still want to play Tree of Savior. Well, I, I don't think they're going to overlap. That's why I don't think it's in trouble. I just think mm -hmm. by the time it comes out, everybody's going to have forgot about it, and they're all going to be rediscovering it, and there's going to be no hype surrounding it. Unless they pull a blade and soul and wait four years, I think we'll be okay. All right, sounds fair. Not. Sounds fair. They could wait four years. Who knows? You know, <laughs> they could pull up. They could pull a blade and soul all of a sudden. Let's not rule that out yet. So somebody asked. What I what we thought of um, Elder Scrolls Online, and I was just ranting about this on Twitter the other day, and I have tried so many times to play Elder Scrolls Online, mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, it just can't hold my attention. Like I'll play it, I'll go, oh, this is nice, and just like completely forget I've played it like an hour later. I just <laughs> I, I I don't know what's with that game in me, but I I just I can't focus on it like at all. It's it's something I've never experienced with another MMO. It's just. <laughs> I don't know if it's just that forgettable or what. Are, are they making more money now than they were free to play too? Yeah. So I mean, uh, they're they're profitable. They're, they're making money. I don't know. Yeah, other people other people seem to like it a lot more than I do. That's to fair. me, it just yeah. seems very generic. Which I haven't but, played it. It just yeah. seems that way to me. So it hasn't really captured my attention or desire to play it. I feel like people are still modding Skyrim instead of playing Elder Scrolls Online. People are having more fun modding Skyrim than playing Elder Scrolls Online because that's still such a big uh, community. <coughs> I love modding communities. In fact, the only thing that drew me to Skyrim was modding. And then, and then I played it for five minutes and gave up because I always install the mods and then I don't play the game. Uh, and I think that Elder Scrolls Online was capitalizing on the, the mass attention Skyrim got, but it's two different types of games. So unless you're really invested in the Elder Scrolls lore in the world, mm -hmm. it's not going to do it for you. And I like, Mar I mean, I've played everything since Morrowind, which is only three. Um, but, you know, to me, again, I think Matt had said, it, it's just kind of regurgitating the formula mm -hmm. uh, to an extent. So it's just, you know, it's not, it's not, again, it didn't catch my interest either, to be honest. But it's not a bad game or anything. You know, I think it appeals to a certain audience. I'm just not part of that audience. It's just, it's really weird, though, for me, because I'll play it, and I'll enjoy it, and I'll be like, okay, this is fun for now, and then it, I'll quit, and I'll never want to play again and forget it exists. I mean, <laughs> it's like, I, I, I don't understand, like, what the hell's going on. I don't think it's bad. It's just so forgettable and, like, melds in with everything else. You know what I mean? 
Shots fired. That's, that's, that's what I'm hearing. Sub was launched. Shots fired. <laughs> well, there Maybe it is. Use... Speaking of forgettable things, guys. Tell us, please, because we forgot. Uh, League of Legends is finally closing their Dominion uh, game mode. N no surprise. No surprise. Zero surprise. What's surprising is what's surprising. Dominion is. Dominion is basically yeah. the map is a circle with c capture points. So they kind of try to use the same assets for a different game mode in a MOBA. But what mm -hmm. they don't realize is anything any all people care about is the three lane single map game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> isn't learned that Aram pretty popular though? Yeah, but that's true. That's, that's one lane. With this okay. Game. Well, Dominion was all I played when I really. Played Matt, yeah. Matt, Matt, oh Matt, my Matt, God, Matt, 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 oh, Matt, 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 Matt. You've been you've been playing League of Legends wrong. All right, I'm telling you right now. You, you just you just played it wrong. He's like, <laughs> he's such a hipster. Silence. So the the uh, one of the one of the reasons they say they're shutting it down is less than 0.5 percent of their players play Dominion. And you know, that, that but that, the few people that do are just bots. Just oh yeah, grinding. they're all bots. They're all yeah. bots. You play Dominion, you're playing as bots that are just grind level 30 so you can sell their accounts for like five yeah, bucks. Yeah, see, it's what Buzzcut said. It was faster and like the objectives, it, you were constantly fighting over them rather than just destroying things and working your way towards the other side. The day this came out, I said, this is a waste. It's going to get shut down. It's stupid. I played the day it launched. I thought it was interesting, but I, I knew you can't replace the, 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 the tried and true formula. Because Dota has proven that for like over 10 years since Warcraft, since the original Dota came out, that the three lane system just works. Han has proved it, Dota 2 has proved it, League has proved it. Hots, even as Hots, Smite. Even, yeah, yeah, Smite. All these games have proven that the three lane system works, and people want that. Matt is a bot, confirmed. I agree. Matt, you're, you're a bot in the League of Legends because you, uh, you play Dominion? <laughs> no, but. um... I don't know. I, I, I've never been a huge fan of core MOBA gameplay, which is why I played like Dominion and Heroes of the Storm. It, it's not that it's bad, it's just not for me. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's fine. But I think the Dominion use went down a lot more since they added ARAM too, which is pretty funny because... Well, I lied. Smite made it for me. <laughs> People used to play Dominion a lot before ARAM was a thing because you'd play all random, all bot. Which is called ARAB. So you go to custom games, you find the ARAB games for all random, all bot. So people would play random on this map because you get more gold. And they'd all be going on bot lane. Nobody would go for the objectives. It would just be for like a method of playing all random before it was a game mode. And since they made the game mode, I feel Dominion just fell off even more. You know, it really surprises me the level of people that play just ARAB. It's like a whole. You know what that shows me? There's a room in the genre for a standalone, one lane. Casual MOBA. Thoughts? Uh, here's a thought. Well, there are a lot of people that play Joust on Smite, so yeah. <laughs> but people have tried it. There was a Zynga game, right? It was uh, don't give me Zynga. No, it, no. it was a PC game. No, but there, there's a core problem with this already. Zynga is a casual game. Um, developer and MOBAs are not casual. Aaron said specifically, there's a, there's a more. He, he said that there okay. might be a market for casual. I'm, I'm talking casual in the PC gamer sense, though. So like League, where you don't lose gold, um, that kind of thing. Not not casual like your grandma playing Farmville. No, I think ARAM succeeds because it has familiar mechanics. Everyone, people, people that play ARAM, they played regular League first. No, okay? no, I know a lot of people. Their entire League life is ARAM. It, it all right. It's. Interesting, but I, I don't know. 
There have been standalone games that tried what you said, but they're not you know, all random. There would be one lane, and the, the map would be tiny. It would be like half the size of ARAM, if not smaller, or one-third. I forgot the name of the game, but it just nobody played it, though. Imagine this. I think a streamlined, smaller client for League mm -hmm. with just ARAM. You launch it, you play, it's just ARAM. I think that would be popular. I I think it would be more popular if it were something closer to, like, Vainglory, where the mechanics were a little bit um, more simplified as well. Vainglory well, isn't casual, though, is it? It's pretty... Actually, I, I lied. Vainglory is single lane, so yeah. Vainglory is already succeeding at what you want to do. Right, so it already exists. But that's not super casual. That's still a real... It's still MOBA. pretty casual, though, as far as MOBAs go. I mean, it's designed from the ground up to be able to be played on a touchscreen. Yeah, I mean... Within its medium, but still, it's one of the more complex mobile games out there. It's probably it's one of the most complex mobile, mobile games. games. Yes, but it's a very casual MOBA. Yeah, because you're comparing PC hardcore MOBAs. Even though League, I wouldn't say is hardcore. They have PC hardcore MOBAs on mobile too, though, and they don't work. That's what I'm saying. I think Vainglory is the only MOBA on mobile. MOBA on mobile it just sounds silly. It, it actually has to work. It's not. It's, it's only that works. Yes, it's There's the a player base. Works. People have tried before, but because it's, it's streamlined. Fails. Yeah, Vainglory has proven that everything you can you can pull off mobile is just fine on mobile if it's good. All right, I want and to hit, streamlined. Hit another quick piece of news here. This I thought this was interesting. So last about last week, Eve Online, which I think is the hardest <coughs> core MMORPG still running, like massive size, mm -hmm. added a new feature. You can extract skill points from your character and then sell them in batches. Basically, other players, yeah. In the market. Oh, shit. Now, is that pay to win? Because some guy, some rich guy, spent $28,000, real dollars, buying up a bunch of skill extractors, they're called, and injecting himself with, and he has every skill in the game now. Well, yeah, we don't know if he actually spent that, or if he... If he farmed it in-game himself. We don't know, regardless. but odds are he probably... It was like over $2 trillion -ish or something. Yeah. Is it pay to win? To no, it's not pay to win. And sell all my skill points? It's not pay to win? Why not? It's not pay to win because in EVE Online... The way it works, you can have the skills, but the skills only open up the possibilities of what you can do. You still then need to know what you're doing in order to play. So, like, say yeah. I want to pilot. That logic <laughs> doesn't fly. Doesn't fly. It does Sean. fly. I'm cutting I'm you off. I'm cutting you off, Sean. I, I agree with Sean. I was waiting hold for on, Sean. Hold on. Hold right. on. I gotta cut you online. off. I gotta be the douchebag and cut you off. Ready? Go. If I buy a gun in uh, Counter Strike that one shots you, right? I still have to learn how to aim it. If I can't uh, aim it, me... you, you can still. No, if you're better than me, you cut me off too soon. Okay, continue. Alright, uh, so the way it works in EVE is, number one, as a single player, you're kind of helpless, right? Single players really can't do anything on their own. In order to do anything in EVE, you need to be part of a larger hierarchy, part of a corporation. So if a single player has all these skills, it doesn't necessarily mean that he can get in, say, like a battleship, fit it out with the best mods and blow up anything. Because the way the game works is, like, battleships can't hurt, can't hit smaller ships. Or battleships can't do this. So in that way, the game is balanced. Uh, and then also, when, say, in EVE, if you want to do anything big, you're part of these larger fleets with hundreds and hundreds of people engaging in battles and whatnot. The only thing that's going to enable you to do, maybe, is PvE. And then you would need the money to buy the certain mods and the gear, and, of course, just like Counter-Strike, you need to know how to shoot. What it does do is it kind of kills the charm in EVE Online, which is when I started playing, you know, there was this notion that I'll never be able to max out. And that was cool. It was like there's this unlimited cap. And by doing this, you've kind of killed that natural charms of the game, which is, you know, for some people, it won't, um, it, it won't ruin it for them. For me, it kind of does, right? Because now it's like, 
There isn't. There's a ceiling now. People but you can still actually say that's not, that doesn't. You're not paying for strength. It's not pay to win because okay, pay to win is this nebulous term we throw all the time. But it's not like by me doing by me paying for this, it doesn't guarantee I get any kills. It doesn't guarantee that I'm better than any other player. If I if I pay book, for OP weapon, doesn't mean I'm going to get any kills. That's, I can still, I, I can still suck. Can I add, add to something because I played a lot of Eve? Um, the other thing is is having more skill points is horizontal power because it yes. it reaches a certain point because you can only like. So say you have all the skill points in the game, right? Mm -hmm. You're still limited to like the ship that you're driving. So like, you know, if I have all these capital like ship skill points, it does nothing for me when I'm piloting like an interceptor. Yeah. For example, right? So it's like at that point, it's like you're capped at like how powerful you are within the skill point buying. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like I kind of <laughs> compare it to runes almost because like. The skills give you like plus five dam percent damage, <coughs> plus five percent faster lock on, on the ship you're or the weapon type you're using. But you bitch about runes all the time in League of Legends. Well, so. <laughs> why, why you bitch about them in, in this then? Because this is an MMORPG versus a MOBA. All right, that's why. But anyway, oh, why? If, if I'm one v oneing you in the game, I, I, you know you're, you're PVing and I jump you and I have more skills than you. Uh, if, you feel if we're one v one PVing and we're equal skill, you'll win if you have more skill, right? Like, yeah. But the problem in Eve is the skill cap is so massive. Like for example. If I drove a ship and you drove a ship, since I play a little more than you, if even if you had all the skills, I'd still kill you. And okay. Sean would kill me, and somebody would kill Sean if you, you know, with like but, no but skill. The, but the skill cap argument doesn't make sense, you know. Like in Counter Strike, if I'm playing against like Kenny or some really good player in Counter Strike, if I have a pistol, there's literally one shots every single time, right? Mm -hmm. And I start with 200 HP or double his HP, he's still gonna kick my ass every time. I mean, you're creating an argument by analogy. It's a fa it's a it's an implicit fallacy because the mechanics of a shooter are totally different. Yeah, you're talking about these works. in both in both Counter Strike and League. They're completely different kind of games than WoW. I mean, than than yeah, League yeah. Or WoW. So but we're talking about the you're paying to make your character stronger, but you're not. I mean, you you're you're paying to open up more possibilities for your character, but it doesn't necessitate that your character's stronger by any means. And more importantly, you're buying it from another player in the market. Yes, that's the part that I like the most. That that that's the only part that makes so it's not, you're not buying skill from the player from the from right the right. Okay, but what if you could buy from the store? Does that change the mechanic? Yeah. And now, would you say it's pay to win if you could buy from the store? I think it destroys the economy then more so than balance. Forget the economy. Is it balance? if you buy from the cash shop? Is it pay to win now? Yes or no? Yeah. And then it's pay to win. Sean, what about you? I I don't see why. I mean, no, it's still not pay to win. If you if you can buy skill points from the store, that that would be a cutoff for me. Then I'd say no because it's, you're call, you're saying pay to win, and I it, I have a problem with that term. Pay to pay to edge, pay to get okay. ahead. Sure, but it's okay, not Sean, pay Sean, to win. Sean. Sean, in, in, in World of Warcraft, in Ragnarok Online, okay? It's, again, you're making all these analogies and I oh, don't think they work. No, I took it I out of Counter Strike. I'm putting it I, in I still don't think analogy. it works because Eve Online is its own. It's, it's kind of its own, it exists in its own bubble, right? I don't think you can find an analogy with another game because of the way gameplay no. is structured. Okay. It, the only thing it's analogous the original, to... The original analogy was bad because it was Counter-Strike. They're, they're still bad no matter what. The only thing you can compare it to is itself. I, I don't think it's fair to try and compare it to something else. So you got to make an argument. Fine, the... fine, fine. If, let's say there's a skill in EVE Online, okay? Once you reach it, you can literally kill, you, you can blow up anyone by just typing their that, name, okay? That never happens. Oh, uh, hypothetical, within oh, EVE Online. Sure, sure, sure. Within EVE Online, okay? Yeah, but yeah, it requires yeah. so much skill, you have to spend a million dollars to get there, okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, is it pay to win pay now? To win? Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Now it's pay to win. Yeah, of course. So, so now, you're not, you don't, it's about the degree of pay to win now, okay? If you're only a little it's bit pay to win, it's okay. Oh, Mary, you've literally just created Death Note. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did create Death Note. But, so you're arguing plus 5% damage is no big deal, but plus 100%, plus insta kills, that's the cutoff. I mean, that's quite a drastic 
difference. And that's the other thing is like those <clears throat> incremental upgrades in Eve are so minuscule that it doesn't ever guarantee anything. Again, it, so I mean, now you're arguing degrees. Degrees is, for, but, in your mind, pay to win is on but degrees. But what you're comparing is you're comparing um, an interval with an absolute. And that's not fair. You're, you're, you have this absolute term. I'm, I'm trying so, to get your, your philosophy. Where I'm trying to understand your, like, if you're okay with certain elements, if you're okay with it to a degree, you could be okay with it to a degree, but not to a, a maximum amount. So I, I don't think okay. I don't think any any of you guys are okay with pay to win to any degree. I think Sean is just biased towards Eve Online. Yes, because... that's not fair at all. That's not what I'm saying. I think I think you guys didn't play it enough to understand no, where I'm coming from. Exactly what I'm saying though. It's 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 on a case by case basis based on what we've played. I mean, it's no, no, it's not. Wait, I that's think... a good point. I, it's, I want to it's literally you literally can't pay the win with skill points. It, it it does it does nothing for you. And does as it increase far as, does like... it increase your damage at all? On, on, if, if we yes. have the same exact vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah, for, for, for like one ship, but I okay. mean like, that's what I mean, is like a person... But that's still, you're winning with that one ship. Yeah, sure, if we're playing Counter-Strike and my M4 does one more damage than your M4, I'm paying to win. Well, but I mean like, you're, it doesn't take very long for you to also get that one. It's, it's what I'm saying, it's, it's like, are you saying it's pay to win if I say like, oh, you can get to mm -hmm. level 10 for free? I mean, sure. it's like that, if we, you know? Sure, we start a Counter-Strike round, and okay. your, your M4 starts with one more damage than mine. Okay, next round I can get plus one as well, but you, and you'll be plus two then. <clears throat> Guys, but MMO doesn't really work in that in that context, right, though, right? You can oh. just call your buddies. Yeah, sure, you can just call <clears throat> your buddies and kill you, even if you do plus five damage. Okay, uh, again, yeah. If a guy has OP weapons in a pay-to-win Chinese MMO RPG, right? I can just call my buddies and gank him too. But that, that, does, that doesn't excuse it. Right, anyway, it, I, want, I, I don't know <clears throat> if it works that way in, in also, Chinese game. <laughs> also, one one Chinese one thing. Win. That, yeah, I, honestly, I think this this was a good move though, only because it streamlined a policy they already kind of had, in that you could sell your character for ISK. Like your whole yeah. character with, okay, with, with their skills, so this kind of made it so instead of having to sell it, instead of having to like make a new character, farm it up, and then sell it, you can just skip that stuff. I want to just... clarify one thing. I don't think it's pay to win the way they're doing it. Right? I think I have no problem with the current system. But what I was arguing with Sean was, um, if you could buy it from this store, I'm ready to call it 100% pay to win. But because you're buying from other players, it's no. I have no problem with it. All right, fair yeah, enough. See... Let's end it there. No, no, no. Let's end it there. I think this this warrants an editorial to go further. Yeah. But let's move on to the next mm -hmm. topic. Right. Fair enough. Uh, but we'll come back to this. This is something to keep All coming right. back. Uh, I, I accept your defeat, Sean. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I, I was just literally going to make a small point. Go, go ahead, Matt. I, I don't think that pay-to-win can be quantified by a... Um, I, no, I don't think a game where you can reach a maximum without paying can be pay-to-win. Say it again? Cool story. I don't, if you can reach... <clears throat> The maximum amount of power or whatever without paying, I don't think it can be pay to win at all. So, so if, it, if it takes me, let's say, you have to give the grind for five years oh, straight, no. or you can pay $10, it's not pay to win? No. Fine, you, you have to grind for, let's say, 10,000 years. Then, then you're basing it on how long it takes rather than mechanics. Oh, yeah, I am. I, on that question, in this specific case, yeah, how, how long it takes definitely is. But, but anyways, that was all I was saying. All right, no, well, uh, another resurrection from the dead here, guys. We got Landmark. What? Uh, yeah, Daybreak. So they announced <laughs> a few days ago that on, they're going to have a contest. For, uh, Damn it. You can make, you can make a claim, <laughs> nice try, which yeah. I guess is their kind of world, I guess, or like housing or something, a structure. And if they pick yours as the winner, it gets added to the main game when it comes out. If it comes out. <laughs> Thoughts? Is this game ever coming out? No. no. 
No. They must have had this video, like this feature planned a while ago or something, and they're like, let's throw this video out there or something. Well, that's it, the video. It, I'm it, saying it's a, the con it's, a, it's a contest to create uh, a custom plot, and then it can be added to the main game to pick you. It's a distraction. It's, it's coming out like H1Z1 is coming out. But at least H1Z1 is oh, playable. Yeah. Your landmark is also playable. Isn't it in a closed beta? It, you can buy it in early access <laughs> on oh. Steam. Can you actually play today? Can you jump onto landmarks? Yes. All right, today I learned. You know what though? You can at least appreciate their attempts at like keeping things alive. You know? Mm -hmm. You mean their attempts at hiring one guy to say, "Let's do a contest." <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm I'm searching landmark on Steam. I want to see if this is playable. Let's see. Oh, there's four players online. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> can someone explain? Because I actually don't know what what is landmark. Okay, so it was they they kind of wanted to make two games out of EverQuest Next, so Landmark okay. is like their sandbox builder game, right? And what, how it was supposed to work is you're supposed to like make stuff in that world, and then it, it that world is built on basically EverQuest Next is built on everything you can do in Landmark. I, uh, so they were letting players create the worlds that yes. they would then explore. So they were just being lazy, <laughs> is what you're saying? I guess. I, this is this, so odd. EverQuest Next was supposed to be like halfway between Minecraft and an MMO from what I read. Odd. Like with all the building mm -hmm. stuff. It, it, I mean, I, I like the way it looks. Do you? I, I guess. A, a, I and that's all you're going to see. I, yeah. The way it looks. You're not going to get to play I like, it. I like the way it looks. Sure. I, I like the lion people. And that's about it. I forgot the name of the lion people from the EverQuest. Can we actually let's take a look at the EverQuest Next website real quick? I just want to I just want to read out loud when the last update was. Let me see. Last EverQuest Next update loading because of the terrible site design. Hold on. Let's, let's wait. Fired. 131 days ago. That's bad. 131 days ago. Oh, I see that. Thank that you. That shows so, they gave up. What the hell? You what did they move the entire yeah. development team to H1Z1's standalone King of the Hill game? <laughs> And what that happens? wasn't even that wasn't even EverQuest Next video. That was an EverQuest Next landmark yeah. update. That's <clears throat> bad sign. EverQuest Next is definitely vaporware, Basil Market. So I mean, it's it unfortunate because I actually was looking forward to this, right? <clears throat> so, so what I'm curious at is like when this stuff happens, they just realize they can't do it, or it's too ambitious, or they don't want to put the money into it. Well, in in this case. Their whole studio got shaken up when Sony when Sony divested Sony Entertainment and became Daybreak Games. So uh. when, when Daybreak Games runs the show now, it's, a, it's some private equity group. I don't know how much experience they have running these game companies, but typically, at least you know, there's a mainstream opinion. And I'm, I'm, I don't know 100% either. Their private equity and hedge funds are typically in for the short-term profits, whereas you know, if, if Sony's running the right, show, right. they might be there for the longer term. And if if so, if if a private equity group can come in and make like all their money back really quickly, then they'll do that. And they won't care about the long-term returns. I think it's again, insulting. it's generalization. It's insulting. Okay, that they're um, still selling founders packs. Without, do you, feel, do you feel insulted? I feel insulted. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's let's put it this way: the company that owns Daybreak Game Company also has money in Fiverr and Rhapsody, and the senior managing partner owns Harmonix. These don't seem like they have much synergy together. <laughs> <laughs> these are not like <laughs> these are not like each other. You can buy a $100 Founders Pack for this game, around The Trailblazer Pack. Oh, let me go buy that right now. And while I'm at, I'm going to apply for the beta. Here we go. Yeah, I, 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 questionable. I mean, obviously we all hope it comes out, because why not? 
but it does seem uh, questionable. <laughs> I hope you can play a fairy. I think I think this <laughs> whole company, right, uh, SOE, now Daybreak, kind of shows you can't take the success of EverQuest and just slap two and three on it, you know? Like, yeah. The games that Daybreak is doing well with now, like H1Z1, are not like its initial studio founding game. Yeah, like, that's true. So I think, and that's another reason why I think Blizzard will continue down that road. Oh, right. someone actually commented. Someone commented and said, um, mm. "Someone at EverQuest Next has said they are, they are still developing the game, but they're not making any announcements for fear of building hype." Which you know, I I can agree with because a lot of companies hype up their game way too early, and mm. then the hype, you know, the hype train kind of dies. So I, I want to believe that's the case. That's not fair. I, if you if you're gonna charge people hundred bucks for founders packs, you, well, that you part's have to be ridiculous. Yeah, that part's ridiculous. I don't think they should be doing that. But well, it, um, I don't know. They put out EverQuest Next Landmark already. At some point, they have to say this is what EverQuest Next is gonna be. Like, is it even gonna have anything to do with Landmark by the time they actually finish it? Because they said too early. Yeah. Well, that is that. Somebody, somebody mentioned asked about Perrier Chronicles. Is, is this game ever going to come out? Okay, so no. Perrier Chronicles. Yeah. In the, yeah. In the last G Star, uh, it wasn't even part of Nexon's lineup. This is unfortunate. It looks so pretty, doesn't it? It looks very pretty. I'm getting a nice like Tales vibe from it. It looks gorgeous. Even the last. <laughs> it's basically Mabinogi too. Which means even if it came out, it would never come to the West. It's possible. The other thing that was interesting that that game was supposed to have is that you could script your own like visual novel sequences, and then like people could come up and talk to you. Oh wow! You can be in dungeons, basically. Kind of. No, that's... Oh yeah, you can like like uh, terraform and stuff too. Is this Peria Chronicles? Yeah. Before you say it's never going to come out, the official website peria.nexon.com is still up. They didn't shut down the official page just yet, so. Uh, it's it sounds it sounds like it's going to go the way of Lime Odyssey. Oh God, that they game was coming soon for literally forever, and then it just disappeared, right? Yep. I remember Lime Odyssey. Apparently, someone on the subreddit, and this is pure speculation, said that it's going to come out. I just saw that. I checked the source. Doesn't doesn't cut it. There's no source. His source no was source. His, one of his sources was that Mo's.com review page, and there's nothing on here that says it's gonna come out. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sourced us, but we have no actual information on the game, so I don't know how he came to that conclusion. It's a circle jerk. He sources us, we source him. Yeah, that's how sourcing works. That's so funny. We cited him cited <laughs> us for information that doesn't exist. <laughs> nice. But the game looks so gorgeous. Like the, even the, like the anime graphics look like much different than other anime-inspired games too. It's nice. Yeah, it's Mabinogi 2, Tales of. Yeah, it's... Tales of Mabinogi. Yeah, there you go. Tales of Mabinogi, <laughs> that's a new name. New working Tales title. Tales of <laughs> Alright, well, with that, I think we're running out of time, guys. So we can stick around for the post-game. The uh, last thing I want to point out is uh, coinciding with everyone getting their CD key. Mm -hmm. uh, we have our weekly raid where we ask our audience a question. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we discussed in the beginning of the podcast... I'm just curious what you guys see in Black Desert Online. You know, we have our own opinions on why we're kind of excited, but why are you looking forward to the game? Why, why are so many people, why did our podcast numbers double for CD keys today? You know, what is it about Black Desert that makes you want to play? Is it just because it's the next question. game? Or is it, you know, there's something special you see in it? So let us know in the comments, and we always try and uh, 
respond to you guys, we bring something up, and maybe we'll learn something new we didn't consider. Listen, you, you, you can reply in the chat over here as well. We'd appreciate if you left a comment on the site, but we'll also, uh, you know, we'll read out yeah, your comments on here. If you guys uh, got a key today, uh, just give us a quick comment on the site on what, why you wanted to try the game. And, uh, yeah. For me, it's a, it's a combination of the world, the graphics, and the fact that it's a, actually a new game. New Which, game is a plus, because, yeah. you know, what we've new had... But Blade of Soul is not a new game. And I think how sad that is. <laughs> it's a new game. There you it's go. It's a new game. That's why we're looking forward to it. Like, oh honestly, my God. There are plenty of new games. Just no, nobody wants to play them. No, even Nexon is bringing this year's going to bring us that uh, Riders of Icarus. But oh, yeah. that game has been out as Icarus Online in Korea you, for you a while. You guys are only looking at major publishers, though. There are plenty of new indies coming out. Oh, Matt, the indie uh, guy. <laughs> Matt, Matt, you just tell me about your vinyl collection. <laughs> uh, the game we play on, the, the close beta begins on March 18th. So if you guys haven't, uh, you know, in case you guys are curious, when you can redeem those keys. Matt, you, you are the indie Wait, guy. You mean February 18th? February 18th. I'm retarded. Sorry. March. The game yeah, March, the game's March. coming out on March 3rd. Yeah. I don't have a problem with being the indie guy. All right, Matt, for the record, I had some, maybe some post-game chat, but right, I, I saw your news article on Wind Racer, right? You put an article for that? Wind, Wind Cars, Cars Racer. Racer. Wind Cars Racer, okay? So Matt is the indie guy, all right? So I, I see this article on Wind Car Racer on MMOs.com, <laughs> and here I am, like, all right, I got to do a first look, you know, for, I can do a video for this game. It's brand new. It's, like, in beta. It's, on, it's, it's trying to get on Steam. It's already available on the official website. So I go on the game, eager to do my first look. I start my first look. I start talking, right? And then, I, wait a minute, not a single player online. Not one player but me were, was online. So, like, wait a minute, nobody plays this shit. How can I do a video for this one? Literally, nobody <laughs> plays. So, Matt, I think, I think we got to raise the bar on MMOs.com. So, to be, to be mentioned, you have to have at least one other player online. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't, I I don't like download and check before I write the news. <laughs> we, need to have a, we need to have a bar, because <laughs> if not a single person so, plays... Give us an overview of last week's raid. Before we call oh, it. so last week we asked you guys which game you spent the most time in. I personally expected everyone to say that they spent a lot of time in World of Warcraft, but I was surprised to get some answers. Like uh, one person here said Age of Wushu, wow. which, uh, which surprised me because I really didn't play much of it. Uh, Kabbalah Online I thought was interesting. Uh, League of Legends, of course, came up. I mean, that's not necessarily an MMORPG, but of course I figured lots of people spend time in League of Legends and um, Dota 2. Uh, one that I really got me, of course, and I didn't even think of it, was RuneScape. And I must have racked up tons of hours in RuneScape playing at school. I just never, you know, thought of it. Uh, so we got a few interesting... And Metten 2 was the one that surprised me the most, because I reviewed Metten 2, and, um... Boy, I don't know how you spend a lot of time in that game, but, you know, good for you, you know? I, I did not find anything to like. So, uh, we had some interesting results, and it was... Uh, it's cool to see how there's such a wide... Mm -hmm. variety of games that people have played because I only live in my own little bubble with the people I play games with but you know everything every games that are up I mean they're up for a reason people are playing them when I remember our RuneScape, people were just saying like, "Want to buy? Want to buy girlfriend? 10K yeah, RuneScape." Yeah. That's what I remember the most about games like some Maple Story and RuneScape. People always like, "Want to buy girlfriend?" Like <laughs> the little kids think that's how you get a girlfriend. You just say, "Want to buy in RuneScape?" Whoa, whoa. And you're good. That always works. It does work, I guess. There, there are there are hoes out there, so no, I guess RuneScape it's, is legit. It's still huge, guys. I think it's still it, got. It I think crazy. something like sixty thousand simultaneous users, or thing at least. Wow, impressive. That, that is crazy. TBS still has a shit ton too. I knew one kid in high school, in middle school, and I think you knew him too, Sean. Sharon. Yeah, do you remember Sharon? Yeah, of course I do. All right, yeah, he, he was he was, he used to tell me how great this game was. Which one, RuneScape? Tibia. Oh, tibia. Tibia. Oh, tibia. Oh, it's oh, even wow. worse looking than <laughs> yeah. RuneScape. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, I played a lot of muds, so I think I beat you guys in like, muds. Ter- yeah, terrible looking space. games. Terrible looking games. She, she holds the the trophy for terrible looking games. Dude, I played so much. You know, actually, let me go look at my hours. I'm gonna go look. I've I've tried playing muds since I was like 13, and I have never found a mud that I could stick to. Matt, not one. Are you are you a role play fag? I like how you just pose that question so casually. If you're if you're not a role play fag, then muds are not for you, sir. She was like, I'll take it. <laughs> All right, well, we got to wrap up, guys. We can keep talking in the Before we go, uh, this, this podcast is brought to you by Haribo Gummy Candies. They're not actually... But... actually brought to you by, <laughs> I guess, Black Desert this week. Uh, yeah, for for the record, for the record, how right. good are Haribo Happy Colas? All right, let's be real. This stuff is amazing. Meh, it's a cavity in a, in a bag. Cavity in a bag, I like it. I remember they got in trouble for mad cow disease years ago. Did they really? Yeah, they got in trouble because some of the people they had mad cow disease or something. From their gummy candies? Yeah, I think like whatever they were using. I'll look it up and we'll talk post game. <laughs> all right, I'm I'm closing this. All right, this is all the right, third all time. Right. All right, see you guys. All right, bye. See you. See you guys.